as a kid, Benji had been obsessed with all the movies that George hated, all the whammy movies, as that one producer used to call them. Act one, set up a whammy. Act two, whammy. Act three, hit him with whammy and more whammy. What was whammy? Explosion, car chases, shootouts, blood, and guts. George had never touched that stuff. Welcome to the Drunken Book Review Podcast. Oh, professional. <laughs> Drink yourself a book. Read yourself a beer. We're back, baby. We are the best. <laughs> we are. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> so, no. If you, They're not the best. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you follow us on ING... Graham, New Yorker story time. Anyway, if you follow us on that, we we just uploaded a video of us shotgunning some beers, wearing our brand new "Drink Yourself a Book" T-shirts. They're pretty cool. Yeah, you should read all of them. I mean, wear all of them. Should buy all of them. Wear them. I'm like shaky right now. I've had no water in my body for like 24 hours. Well, there's water in beer. Yeah. Did we just have this conversation? It feels like an inception thing. Yeah, Maybe I'm having wrong. I'm having deja severe vu. Deja, deja vu, vu for sure. That's what it is. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's so, the end of the month, buddy, baby. It's time for doll. that period, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about a story of the New Yorker, baby, baby. And we're a reading of, a lot of popo out there, <laughs> baby. The baby. They're out there, baby. Watch out, baby. I just watched. We put on Swingers last night, which I had never seen before. I have it. I've never watched it. That's, it's uh, John, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I have that and Honestly, made in a DVD collection. At least a little bit that we watched last night. It wasn't that great. Brittany and I watched to... Clerks, and then we watched uh, Swingers. Clerks holds up. Clerks oh, yeah. is so good. Swingers, I... So I don't know which one was done first. I think Swingers was first and then Made was second. They're both John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're almost the same characters, I think. Yeah. But I haven't seen either one of them. I have them. I own yeah. both of them. I mean, I haven't finished Swingers, so maybe it's one of those that, like, get you at the I, end. I have so much beer on my face and beard. <laughs> it's, like, it's sticky, and I know that, like, if I leave it, it's just going to be, like, you know, bad. Like, one of those... I don't know what the new porn trend is where dudes jizz on a girl's face and they walk around malls and stuff like that with the jizz I, on their face. Have I don't seen that? know what you're talking about. It's pretty about. fucked up. Like yeah, it's, that it's sounds like, terrible. It's like shaming of some sort. It's like... But it's pretty wild. Maybe the girl they just walk, go to Cinnabon. Girl will walk around. She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's just... it's just You want some? It's just cinnamon, cinnamon juice. Cinnamon bun juice. So we're talking about <laughs> The Son of Friedman by Emma Klein. Sorry. Emma <laughs> Klein, author of The Girls, which was like... Episode the first three? Episode... It was like epi- episode two, three? It's one of our most popular and listened to uh, ones on our podcast The history. first one we ever did was The Nest. And then we did I think The, the girls, girls was after The Nest, right? And the Girls was, that was the Marilyn, the, not Marilyn, but the Charles Manson one? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that um, was the second episode we ever did, right? Yeah. And that, one's, that was back when we had our whole entourage. We had me, you, Jared, and Christopher. And then we even had Matt for a No, uh, he wasn't on that one, though. No, he, that was the first one he That produced. was the first one he did? Yeah. Wow. We had like a really great thing. We had the guy that that produced um, the WAP. The WAP. I don't know if you know about the WAP song. Did you know J Dash graduated from Stanton College Prep? I didn't know. I went to school. Oh, neat. There you go. I was like looking at there was like there was like a Twitter meme going around where it was like, "What's the most famous most famous person who graduated from your high school?" So like James Weldon Johnson was a big one. 
for me. He's Man. probably the most famous. And then it was Jay Dash. And then there's um, some comedy troupe that's on YouTube right now and stuff. Uh, but one of the guys graduated a year ahead of me in high school. I can't cool. remember the name. It's like Crazy. the four guys. I don't think I have any. The only people that were famous from Middleburg were uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Rel- actually, and, and you comparing that to yours, standing they're pretty the popular. Crowd, waiting for my chance to break through. I don't even know that song. Well, it's called In Fate's Hands. Oh. It's the title track on their first album, but it was originally called Ash Shaker on their EP. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, do remember I was Ash trying Shaker. to tell that to Howie at um, Brass Tacks. Cause I remember like the first time my friend, because my friend was really good friends with him, and he's like, yeah, there's, like, they're called Purple Parachute or something. I'm like, Purple <laughs> Parachute? That sounds really, really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, it's red, a- red, red uh, jumpsuit apparatus. What is an apparatus that goes with the red jumpsuit? Or is the apparatus the red part? Is it, a, is it the apparatus that goes with the red jumpsuit? Or is the jumpsuit apparatus, which is red? And also, what is an apparatus that belongs to a jumpsuit? What's is, the significance of red? Does that mean like you're the first person out? You're the last person out? Are you like a leader? Is that so? Is a jumpsuit what you wear when you drop out of a plane? So is an apparatus? It seems the like parachute? maybe they went on a website that jumbled words together. Yeah, and it it's kind of like something. Childish Gambino got his rap name from a Wu Tang Clan name generator. Yeah, that's he put in Donald Glover, and it came out Childish Gambino, and oh, he's like, neat. "That's my name." Cool. I mean, that's a great name, too. Yeah, it's, it, it turned out pretty good. But yeah, we're talking about a New Yorker story today. Eventually. <laughs> by Emma Klein, who uh, is in a recent issue of The New Yorker, and it's called The Son of Friedman. And what is it about, Justin? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the story that I gave Caleb earlier this morning was that I, I got back from drinking last night really late. And I came home, and I luckily don't have alcohol in my house for the most part. Um, so I don't, there's like, once they get home, the drinking stops, um, and the fun begins. No reed, doubt. Reed, reed, reed. Um, Can I get like, a what, uh, what? I, um, got home and ate the last piece of pizza that I had gotten. And then I, uh, went to sleep at like maybe two in the morning and I got up this morning. I was like, oh man, I need to read the son of Friedman, 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 um, uh, by Emma Klein, the New Yorker, um, issue number no, it's July 1st issue. has a great cover on it, by the way. The cover of this New Yorker is awesome. I oh, love that's it. pretty it's bad. Really the scooter? Cool. Oh, It's classic. really cool. The classic. art's really good. It's just, uh, it's, it's just really good. You pick this up. Um, it's one of the last New Yorkers that I will be receiving in physical form because New Yorker has caught on that I have not been paying, and they finally stopped sending me issues, which is a real tragedy. And I don't know if it's going to be good for you, New Yorker. We may be switching up this uh, last week uh, of uh, each month to something different. We've talked about it. We may be getting away from the New Yorker. Let us know if you have any feelings about that, if you want us to keep going with the New Yorkers, if you want us to move on to something like maybe more social, like uh, maybe like a... We'll review somebody's Instagram selfie. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's Instagram selfie. We'll pick a random follower and we'll make fun of you. That sounds terrible. That's not For a whole that's, episode? That's not our game. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're really, really funny looking. Um, then it might be easy. Um, anyway, I got up this morning and I put on the uh, the audio version of this uh, story. And uh, and I was like, man, this is pretty good. I'm like, and I was cleaning up the house because you were coming over. And uh, I decided to lay back. You know in- that how much I hate a messy house. Yeah. Well, I like to keep a clean house. Whether yeah. you're here or not, but it was a little, it was very messy. You would have been appalled. I, I just would have left. I there just was just, left. I had clothes on this table. 
So I, I was like, I got everything kind of cleaned up, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to lay back in bed, and I'll just listen to this while I'm laying in bed. And Emma Klein read me to sleep. Like, literally, I fell back to sleep. She had a very was, soothing voice. I was like, I woke up, and I was like, oh, no. I didn't listen to the last part of this. But then I found out that I actually did. I remembered all of what was ha- I went back and reread the very end of this. Um, so basically, free, uh, w- William and George. George is the main character, George Friedman. And he is like a producer slash writer kind of guy. He's a behind-the-scenes movie man. So this is all about the movie business, yeah. right, and show business. George is someone who's behind the scenes, who makes things come alive. William, I think, is the actor, right? He, that's why everybody knows who he is and what he does. That's the impression I got. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, these are the dynamics. All I know is that like, it didn't really matter to me because this, this is just a sad story about being old well, and being a not, dad. Not, yeah, and being a dad. I think being the dad part is a big thing because his son is not good at what he does. That's kind of the impression you get. It's his son wants to kind of follow in his footsteps he's a little so bit. He's so old. He's 71 years old. Benji must be like, he must have had Benji really late in life. This is what I worry well, about. Ben, I want to have is... my children now. I don't want to be 71 years old and my kid just starting to make his first movie. I want him to already yeah. have made a movie by the time I'm 71. You know, like 71 yeah. is old. I don't even know if I'm going to make it. My grandpa died when he was 70. Didn't even make it to 71? Didn't even make it to 71, man. Granted, I mean, he smoked a lot. But... Oh. Of the ganja? No. Oh, the no. nicotine. No. The tobacco. No, the he was definitely... He was, my grandpa was the kind of guy who had the oxygen mask on his nose and oh, was still smoking cigarettes. Damn. Yeah. Putting it in his stoma. He didn't even have one of those. Those, are, just, the, those are the tragic cases. Yeah. Those people that are fucking smoking cigarettes through their stoma. Yeah. Like, like fucking breathing in through the neck. Brother. Brother. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what... I get my little... Voice activator, but it's but it's with Hulk Hogan's. Oh yeah, brother! I was thinking Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Macho like... Man. Oh yeah! <laughs> That's the voice because they have different voices now for those yeah. little those little those little vocal things. Yeah, they have different voices you can use, so it's not that regular voice like this. They have like different tones. It could be a little posh British you person, like, you know. Oh my god, thank you for coming and visiting me. <laughs> Would you like some tea? I mean, it's still got that nice vibrate yeah. to it though. So, yeah. well, everybody nice everybody wants a good nice vibrate. Get into the chopper. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you have the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. So anyway, uh <laughs> so George is meeting he and William are friends. Are friends and they and William is George's son's godfather, right? And so or at least used to be. That's how it said. He's, well, he was he, really. He was always like. I will say the way George seems, tells it, it's like William was around, then he wasn't around, but then he just comes around every once in a while, and like almost saves the day. And it's kind of annoying because it's like even Benji's like telling these stories where William was the hero, and he's like, William wasn't even there, dude. It was yeah. me that you were with. And William is. I, that's why I think William is the actor because William, for whatever reason, is this famous guy, and that's why when he's like, I have this idea for a film. If you were attached to it, people would buy it. He's like, but I need you to do that. And so there is something along this. <laughs> I don't know what Justin's doing. Gotta he had, take a water break. Yeah, Justin had to run. fucking ru- dying right now. Justin, um, like, just sprinted to his thermos. Like, man, water. <laughs> and so, yeah, you just keep drinking that water. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, George... And William are meeting up, and it's the same day that George's son, Benji, is supposed to premiere this short film that he's been working on. 
that George ended up, he ended up funding it, right? Because George or Benji was trying to do a GoFundMe for it. And then George was like, you don't need to I think it was like a roundabout way of, um, of him saying he wasn't going to, but then when he put the GoFundMe up, I think he like must have, I don't know. I, that was the disconnect I had there. I didn't know if, and that may be because I fell asleep at some point or, (laughs) um, Emma Klein's got a great voice, by the way. She's got a great voice. It's a great voice. It's super good. It's very soothing. And like, I, I kind of want to like, I don't know. Is that weird if I put on her voice but when I go to sleep at night? That way I have something to lull no, me to I'm sleep. I'm gonna listen to every Emma Klein just New York story for the rest of my life. Something female to put me to sleep at night, just a little bit. I need a little bit of, of affection. I don't um, know you like standing in the. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know if he ended up funding it or not. I just know that there was the moment where they get to the premiere. And that was actually kind of interesting about the story is that it, it, it exists in a very clear three-act structure, right? The first act is this meeting at the restaurant between George and William. And, of course, William arrives late. Um, and then it goes from there to Benji's premiere. And then from Benji's premiere, it goes to the after party. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was done on purpose. It feels like it was done on purpose because it is about movies and scripts and thing and that kind of storytelling structure. And then the fact that Benji's own film at the end contrasts that three X structure because it's only 50 minutes. So it's too long to be a short, but it's too short to be a feature. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think the impression was that George paid for some of it because when we get to that premiere and he thanks, William first and says, William's the reason I'm doing this. And then he thanks his dad and, d- and then this, does the mouth thing. Like, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that thank you, that mouthing thank you was because of the money. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I mean like that was, I just reread the part that it says he wasn't going to donate any money till he saw the GoFundMe page. And the right. idea of his son emailing people horrified him he's like, yeah. he's like I just wish I, I should have just given him the money so he didn't do this it's almost embarrassing yeah. that he's doing this when I could have probably just funded it yeah because George has an ego about him and that's like the biggest thing is that George thinks of himself in a certain light but because he's behind the scenes nobody else gives him that recognition that he feels he deserves whereas like William his right his friend for so long but now the actual famous guy who blew up um, receives attention no matter what and yeah. it's the same reason his son thinks of William in all these different lights. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot was happening in this story when nothing was happening at all, which I kind of dug, and I was really It's crazy. Into. There's a, it's so much writing for, I mean... Very little action. Very little action, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like... I mean, but it's also... It's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I... I I was in, I was in, I was entrenched in the store, mm-hmm. in the, in the story. Like I wasn't, I wasn't bored. I wasn't no, like, I wasn't either. I wasn't like, um, where's the, I wasn't even questioning where is this going? I was just like, kind of like in it. Like if mm-hmm. this continued on to be something different, I mean, I kind of liked the story of William and, and George. And this definitely could be like the, almost the first chapter of a story about a man who's getting old mm-hmm. and dealing with. Um, not quite getting the gratification that he wants from his son and family and co. Uh, they, f- I mean, they workers. felt like partners in a way. Like they, at least at one point, they were partners, and then they weren't. I liked, yeah. I'm just in the f- the family friendship drama stuff of it was enough to keep me going. Um, 
and just a little bit of tension that like George, like George showed up to this restaurant and this kid Kenny was still working there, and it made him feel better. And then William showed up, and then there was just William asking him about Benji, and George saying like, "Well, I don't know just yet." And then George himself saying like, "William, I need your help on this thing." And like this weird, a lot of pride, a lot of ego, though it it did just sound like rich people problems sometimes though you know like by the time i I finished by the time i finished it i was kind of like like i get it this is like this sucks for this person but at the same time i don't feel that bad for that person nah like at the end like do you actually feel bad for george no i mean well i I mean i I mean i feel bad for george but this could be that you could scale this down to literally a kid graduating high school or or graduate more something something more blue collar yeah than a movie yeah but i mean honestly this seemed like this seemed like i made a short film and put it up at sunray cinema and my dad was butthurt that i didn't give him you know it could have been he didn't even have to george didn't even really need need to be in the in but you, what if your dad in was industry. like in the business though that's the thing oh yeah that, i mean i guess you could give me butthurt but so i'm trying to think about another analogy or simile or something what's the difference between an analogy and simile tell me english professor they're well, very a, similar a simile is just like a single sentence right As okay, like so analogy it is, is i think a, uh, a little more like drawn an allegory out. not quite i mean an allegory is a whole reflection of another lesson or story but it's similar to yeah. a um, so I think it's like building blocks. You can use similes to make an analogy, and an analogy can be an example of a larger allegory. So you can have a simile inside of an allegory inside of no, an inside analogy. of analogy inside, inside of an allegory. Oh, like oh yeah. So there's like so, Russian nesting dolls. Interesting. We should yeah Russian nesting dolls. I need one of those. For why? I don't know. So we can do something with them. <laughs> Hide all your weed. <laughs> Just all in a little tiny baby yeah. one. <laughs> eventually the cops will get tired of like opening the, up oh, these nesting dolls. I don't dolls. want to open any more of these. All right, fine. Whatever. Hey, I just... Kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I think it would be something like, I mean, granted Stephen King has sons who write, but like, say you're Stephen King and you're like this, not even Stephen and King. Like, and like, say and you're Stephen no, King. No, Joe Hill's like, hey, I want to thank Dean Koontz for everything he's done for me. <laughs> Like Dean, right. you're the man, and also lesser known, my father Stephen King. Well, how about this? So Gordon <laughs> Lish, Gordon Lish was like a big time editor uh, for Raymond Carver and other writers at that time. Like, and Gordon Lish by himself is a really good writer, but the writers who he made are more famous than he is, like Raymond Carver and such. So it would be like Gordon Lish's son writing, thanking Raymond Carver about getting his first story published, but his first story. Is not good, and so Gordon Lish is like, "Oh my God, son! Like this is not good." Yeah, I know you worked really hard on it, but it's not good. And but also, in that fact, and you're Lish, not even thanking me. You're maybe thinking, maybe George should be counting his blessings because it sounds like this short movie sucked. It was terrible, and it was thanks, absolutely the terrible. The thanks yeah. went to William, and he's like, "Good thing he thanked William." Yeah, yeah, like because I'm glad he didn't put that shit on me. I didn't approve of this stuff. This but thing. It, there was like this weird, and because of the ending, like it's like this weird thing, like. He's the son of Friedman, but like by the end, I think the idea is that he realizes, no, my son is is his own man. Like he he this he's girl, a fried man. He's a fried man instead of a Friedman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this girl loves him. He smells like grass. He's pushing tequila shots. He's celebrating this mediocre piece. Like it's not something I would do, but it is something my son is doing because he's his own man. Yeah, and that, I think that's again one of the time, and I, well, we'll we'll retitle it. But I he do smells think smells like really, grass. Is that part of the story? 
Yeah, it's it's the very end. Well, there's I, marijuana. You know what I've noticed a lot of oh, oh. like grass, like as a like with hyphen or the quotations. quotations. Grass as in a Gr- reference the, to the marijuana. Weed, the Mary yeah. Jane. What I hide in my uh, rushing nesting stacking doll. nesting dolls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never called it grass ever in my life. That seems very really '70s, right? I'm gonna start calling it grass now. Like, hey, you got any grass? That sounds terrible. It's terrible. Doesn't sound good. You got any grass, bro? Bro. Grass, weed, like, do you have any plant? Like, hey, do you have, do you have partner, any vegetation? Partner, you got any grass? What you a, got smoking grass back here? What is the... I'm playing grab ass back here, smoking grass with your grab ass and... What is the napkins vitamins that vegetables give you? Is it E? What? Is it, like, isn't there a certain vitamin that vegetables give you? Like... D. I thought that was milk and orange juice and sun. Ooh, that's C? No, that's, that's citrus. That's like orange juice. orange juice. So you don't get the uh, scurvy. You don't yeah. want the scurvy. That's what uh-huh. the pirates got because they didn't eat citrus. But smelling things, smelling grass. I've just noticed the other day, I've, I've smelled rain. Have you smelled rain before? Yeah, I've smelled rain. I think Man, it's the last two days I've smelled the rain. It's I think crazy. it's a very like southern thing, too. I don't too. think it's rain. I, I think it's we're smelling something else, but we just know the rain's coming. No, what's frustrating is when I smell the rain coming, but it doesn't rain at my house. It Dude, rains. It, it rains everywhere else. I sat on this fucking front porch the other day reading uh, Panic Years. I was all panicking out in the panic into the front porch, you know, like yeah. uh, <laughs> rain's coming. And then Storms it, did, and then it didn't fucking come. I got one drop. One drop hit me on the leg. I was like, ooh, and then nothing. And I was like, oh man, I just need my and grass. We're both, and like I said, we're both homeowners, so we're like, come on, feed my grass. I just need please. my grass. I mean, my grass is growing a little too fast, but it's still pretty dead when I mow it. So I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so give us your grass so we can smoke it and not yeah, care about our grass. Yeah, let's smoke some grass, grass, kids. <laughs> I would totally be down to smoke some grass right now. Oh, my God. If I had some grass to smoke, I would smoke it. Yeah. But I don't well, have any grass. I never have it either. I never. I don't, it's not a thing I do. I need a, I'm going to get some grass. Yeah? I'm going to get some of that grass that comes in a pen. See, it doesn't make any sense when it's in a pen. That's like a different experience, I feel like. It's it's a better experience for me because I don't – like they're more formula, formulated, so yeah. they're – they're not made to get you there. You don't, you can't overdose on it. Cause I mean, yeah. like, I know you can't overdose on weed technically, but you can definitely put yourself in a vague situation, which we didn't even talk about with panic years was yeah. the, the, the high cookie thing. Uh, Everybody yeah. last week, panic years, check out that fucking podcast. If you haven't, it's funny. Well, um, I just feel like if you're smoking, it's kind of, it's my argument for hot coffee versus cold coffee. Like, it's about the experience. Like when you drink cold coffee, you negate like seventy five percent of the experience because I to hate me, cold coffee. Yeah, cold coffee sucks because you one. I think the smell is a big part about drinking coffee. When you mm-hmm. have cold coffee, the smell's gone. It's done. Um, two, you usually have ice in it, so it's watered down anyway. Mm-hmm. And then three, like you're supposed to. You're not supposed to just slurp that shit through a straw. You're supposed to like hold it and nurse it and drink it. Like so, you're saying we should just smoke grass and not turn it into a, into a pen, right? Because I feel like rolling weed or stuffing weed into a bowl. Now. Yeah, but I'm just <laughs> and I'm not even. I don't even smoke. I don't I can't even tell you last time I smoked weed. But it's just like again, if I'm gonna do it, I want. It's like eating McDonald's. You want to know why? I don't want to eat McDonald's and just have my food on a tray. I want to unwrap that shit out of a bag. Like I want the experience and the ritual of doing the thing. I'm getting really passionate about it. Now. I get I get it. I totally yeah. get it. I, I believe in process, guys. I don't even know when the last time I smoked real weed was. But like if you were going mean, to do like, it. I mean, we're always smoking real weed. The stuff's not synth- I mean, it's sort of synthetic cuz we're yeah. we're making it into a We're not even talking about the story. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. People aren't. They like us. You like us? 
Rate, review, subscribe <laughs> on Spotify, SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And then watch us on IGTV. We're on there, <laughs> motherfuckers. We are on there. I'm, I'm, I sort of chug a beer. I don't even know. I, I haven't done it in a long time. I ended up poking two holes in it, and one's dribbling down my face, and I'm trying to cover that shit up. I've got an axe in my well, hand. Let's, let's not like meander too long, because I want to take a break. Yeah, and I want to come back because we're gonna try a beer too. So okay, we're gonna try a beer. We're gonna actually be trying the uh, Sweetwater uh, Four. It's like uh, Mango Kush. Mango Kush. G three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit smells. Like it all weed. comes back around. It smells like weed. Um, so let's uh, we'll do that and we'll we'll rename the story and we'll rate it and then we'll come up with another um, proclivity pro- 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 proclivity that instead of weed. No, that maybe like no, the weed was such a small part of the story. We You're just, talking about instead of being a movie, instead people? of movie, and what the situation could have been, where okay. where like uh, we we kind of went through some, but like let's just really right. So fasten of, down on one that we thought would be a good um, allegory. Yeah, sure. Simile. Good, yeah, analogy. <laughs> one of the three. <laughs> one of those three. A good uh, comparison. We'll be back. Uh, you know, uh, try not to fuck your own face while we're gone. Whoa, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I just asked Justin if he had his answers, and he looked at me for a little too long, and then said, "Yeah." So I think he, I think he's lying. I think so, he's- so I don't know. Um, something I would like to know is like, what's what's people's favorite part of this podcast? You know, because I, I feel like we don't get enough feedback, so we're just doing this the way we're doing it. God, this beer smells just like weed. We we are we're reviewing as we do with the new yorker because we feel like we need to add something more to this to this yeah. uh podcast with the new yorker pieces well i mean sometimes sometimes we get like a really phenomenal read um we're doing the uh sweetwater 420 strain and this is the um they did the original g13 was the first one and then they came out with the mango kush wheat ale which um i think the g13 is also a wheat ale as well um this one just has kind of like a it's called a weed ale um weed ale yeah because it does the minute you open it you're like you feel like the cops are going to show up because it's the dankest i mean to punch me right in the fucking face yeah and whenever by the way i hope during the break that you do not fuck your own face yeah Uh, that was aggressive yeah sorry (laughs) oh speaking of aggressive a couple episodes back i made mention that puerto ricans might be immigrants and i was so dumb and ignorant to the fact that they're they're actually part of america so if you were listening to our Fifty Shades of Grey podcast and you're like, man, that guy sucks. I know. I know I suck. <laughs> I do suck. It's just, I, I don't suck know so why. Much, I don't know why. I, Puerto, I was just thinking about Puerto Rican maids and I was like, oh, those are probably immigrants. So I was like, no, they're not. I, yeah, I knew it as I was saying because I feel like I had learned somewhere. But if you didn't know that, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. Donald Trump is their president. Which is, nope, which is, they which is wild. Vote. They vote. You know, that's crazy. I didn't, I had, I mean, honestly, like, it's just something you just don't think about. I'm sure there's people out there that are just as ignorant as I am to that fact. Well, I think they get to vote, but they actually have no congressional representation. And that sucks. Well, it's like well. Washington, D.C., which is the capital of the United States, has no congressional representation. There's no con- no senators or House of Representatives that come from D.C. So when it comes to th- that part of the election and electing people, they have nothing. They can vote for the president and all that. Okay. But... It's it's the capital of the United States, but because they don't belong to any state, they have no congressional representation. Doesn't that crash? It's pretty crazy. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Life is weird. Life is weird. We're reading The Son of Friedman by Emma Klein. It's from, a New Yorker. 
and uh, so we're gonna rename it. We're gonna give it a new name instead of the Son of Friedman, which I think is actually a pretty good name for it. Uh, although the the weight of Friedman is, I think, in question. But I was just gonna rename it. You know, uh, I was just gonna call it one name. What's the name? It's just in general, like a name, or maybe just like name singular, you know, or like singular name. Something about the idea that like a name is just the one name. So like it doesn't matter that his name is Benji Friedman, that his name is Benji Friedman. He's not the son of George Friedman. It's just his name is Benji Friedman. Because I think that's what the story was trying to get at, was the idea that like who you are is just who you are. Like you may be the son of your parents, but that's not how I see you. I see you as Justin Hall. You're like you're not the son of William Hall, right? Like my I, father, right? I don't think of that at all. Well, you don't know my dad. Oh, well, exactly. Because I think what you if are my dad your... was famous? Like, but that's we were the... just talking about this the other day. My friend is friends with uh, Sean Penn's son. Hmm. Um, I think his name. He's got like a John Penn. No, his name's like Hopper or something. He's got like kind Hopper of a, he's got kind of a, he's got kind of a crazy name. Ink Pen. But yeah, Ink Pen. <laughs> Uh, Ball but point. he's friends with him, and I was like, I was like, are you? F-? But I'm like, how is that? How is that? Because the whole time you're hanging out with him, you got to be thinking like, wonder when Sean, where's Sean? Is he, is he gonna show up? Are we gonna go to Chris Penn's grave? We're hanging We're out with Sean Penn. Is is he gonna be here? Is your dad coming? Yeah. Because I would, I mean, like, even as much as as much as he's cool as I just was like, I was like wondering, I'm like, is like, is that you know, like, uh, James Con, actor. He's in a lot of like, he's a tough guy Misery. actor, but like, uh. His son, uh, Scott Kahn, is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I just think uh, that's James Kahn's son. I don't ever, lo- I don't, I don't look at him quite like he's his own person. Mm-hmm. James Kahn is so big to me that like, even uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Even though I didn't really know Freddie Prince all that well, me and him yeah. didn't hang out. Yeah. We were in the same social <laughs> yeah. circles back in the nineteen forties. <laughs> um, but uh, but his son. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. Like I'm wondering how many people like are like oh you're just your dad's son. Well, I do feel that. I mean, I can't help but associate people's relationships when and their family members when I watch them. Like I'm watching Big Little Lies right now and Zoe Kravitz. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not just Lenny Kravitz's um, daughter, but it's but it also, gives weight to her as a person though. You yeah. you take her more seriously because you're like oh that's Zoe Kravitz's daughter. And it even or it's and also in Big. Have Little. you seen Stranger Things the new season? Yeah. The it's Ethan Hawke and not even in Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's daughter is the yeah. chick. I just found that out like like a week after yeah. watching the show. I, didn't, I had no idea that Ethan Hawke and, and Uma a, Thurman had a relationship. I, I, I they have two kids. That. I got tingles a little bit right now, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, oh, that girl's more relevant to me now. And I'm kind of hot. I'm like, I'm no, kind of like, hot. dang, I always thought Uma Thurman. Well, it's funny because we were watching Uma Thurman's it. like hot, but like in a weird way. You know, like you're like. Have ah. you ever seen Prime? Prime. It's where Uma Thurman and this guy who was in One Tree Hill and stuff, but she's like the 40-year-old and she's like having sex with the 23-year-old. Nice. And she, her therapist is Meryl Streep. <laughs> and the guy she's having sex with is her therapist's son. Okay. And I'm in. I'm great, in. great movie. There's great. a movie called Primer that's really good about time travel. Just check well, that out. It's not the same. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, uh, again, Uma Thurman has a very particular kind of sexiness to her that who I think... Who was it that we were talking about, that redhead that we were talking about, the one... Uh, 
one podcast. That oh, really Julian Moore. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Love me some Julian Classic. Moore. Yeah. Uh, mm. Let's get back to this. Boy. But yeah, I, my, but to go I'm back to it, my I side do of the think... table with my massive erection. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if the sound goes in and out, it's because Justin there's keeps a, thumping the table. There's a giant wiener in front of my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Just reached up underneath. It's poking me in the nose. I'm like, get out of here. It smells this like is, weed. This, what, who is this podcast for? I don't even know. I don't know. Who listens to this? If you listen to this, send us some mail. I just... <laughs> I want I want like a screenshot of this time. I like want a Tamagotchi. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, and a Tamagotchi. Some digital Pokemon. Some get the crust Digimon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that who you like who you're related to factors into how people perceive you, and it just can't be helped. And so, the thing is though, is that's what George wants, and I don't think that's the case with Benji. Yeah. Benji Benji's more like that guy who knows William. Not George's son, and there is. I got a really cool name and for a rename. I for think the it's book? almost too for cool the story? for the story. No, give it to me because we the reluctant spent- the reluctant torch. Ah, all right, that's good. Here, I'm gonna give you a high five. That's a good one. Oh. Uh, nice. <laughs> one more. That was really shitty. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Broke the microphone trying to get a. This good, is a very big table. Hopefully you okay. heard that. You don't shit. understand. Like it's a the four boners, foot by four foot they table. kept us above. We could have reached each other. It's four foot by four foot. I built it's like it. In, a, it's I built like it in two thousand seven. Oh, you built this? Yeah, me and Steven did. It's pretty sturdy. Good table. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 that sounds like our, Is that a weird old man thing? You built Kick this? Kick the tires. You kicked yeah, the tires on that. Pretty fucking sturdy. Yeah. yeah, pretty good table. Yeah, yeah uh, reluctant torch. I like that. It's a good one. Because, again, passing the torch, yeah. but not wanting the torch to be passed to you, but you're taking yeah. it anyway. Or like, just like, yes. Or he doesn't want to pass it, really. I don't think he wants to pass it. Can you imagine <laughs> being, like, the child of a very famous singer, and you yourself can sing very well, but you just do something else? Yeah. Like Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, Miley still sings, but... You're talking about Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> and his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... D- D- JB Ray J- Jeremiah Robert Cyrus. <laughs> I don't they know. all have three names. <laughs> what are we talking about? Ah, uh, so <sighs> yeah, the reluctant torch. No, great one. That's a great. Okay, we'll yeah. have to remember that. Yeah, it's like as as bad as Safari Reset is. That's as good as that one is. Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You're welcome. I feel like it's now nice. we have two ends it's like of the an spectrum. allegory, really. Oh god! <laughs> Can we just make that T-shirt? It's an allegory. It's an allegory. Drunk book pod. It's an allegory, fool. <laughs> um, uh, so we were talking about a different profession. So if they weren't in show business, if they weren't actors, what could they actually be in? Um, I was thinking like professorships, like a okay. Like, you are a famous professor. You've written all these academic things. You are a, a famous historian in some way. And then your son just happens to know a lot about history, but he's kind of taking advantage of it. Like, you're a famous historian, but your son is now, like, a populist. If you point at me again, we're going to have problems. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I do keep pointing yeah. at Justin right now. Yeah, so, so... I get that, yeah. So, so like, say, say Donald Trump's dad was a, a famous historian. historian, and then his son grows up to be Donald Trump, who's this wildly populist politician, right? Moron, right? <laughs> That's got to be great, but You're, but a, oh, such a confident moron. Yeah. 
was it? I I, I just listened to this guy, this comedian on uh, HBO, um, Yusef. Ah, gosh, it's something Remy Youssef, I think it was his name. I, it's I'm probably murdering that. I don't know, but it was really funny. He was talking about how like um, uh, how we've all had our Donald Trump, like Donald Trump isn't like a person. He's like a mood or something like that. And you're in yeah. a Trump mood, like and oh, you just, yeah. like you like you want to argue, but you don't have the facts. Yeah, and like but you argue anyway. <laughs> you know, like kind of kind of situation like um. Uh, I think the best one was that he's like, oh, that's what it is. He's like, you want to argue, but your phone's dead. Yeah. So you can't. So you're like in a Trump mood. So you just start making up facts until you <laughs> plug your phone back in and then you're out of your Trump mood. Yeah. And you can actually look up the facts. And oh, you're be, right. I've definitely had that. Argument. I've definitely had that. Um, so yeah. So, so professorship historian, basically like famous historian, you're, you're not giving the credit to the, to where, credit well not necessarily where the credits do but like probably some of the credits should be more factored into it, the- you are you are a famous historian who covered like hitler and mussolini and other like far right extreme right-wing dictators and stuff like that and or a fascist fascist and then your son grows up to be a fascist because he has all the knowledge that you've passed down but he's using it for evil oh wow that's yeah. even like more dark than this story is going. Yeah, I kind of want to write that book now. Dips, dips. Anybody listen to podcasts, you can't steal my ideas. <laughs> I, can't, I got this. I copyrighted dips. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so mine is uh, uh, George is a uh, police detective. Okay. And his son is an up-and-coming like deputy or sheriff or something like that and kind of gets his first good bust. But then gives the, the kind of gives the, no, the, kinds of gives the credit to a more wild, you know, kind of uh, police officer, William. Basically, William is basically this more, like, known for solving these, like, street crimes and stuff like that, but his dad is Right, he's like Sherlock, the, but his dad is Watson. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah something like that. But there's, like, the real secret behind everything kind of situation. Yeah. So that was, my, that was my profession. Like, basically, there's, like, they're all at the board meeting and everybody's clapping. And he's like, I'd really love to thank William for helping me out in the streets, you know, like, getting me, you know, the, right. the, the street credit that I needed for this, this bust. And he's like, and also my dad. Who's Batman? Who's, who's Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Secretly Batman, Mr. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I would watch that one too. Yeah, That'd be a good story. Yeah, I think that's only fault. Maybe it's just like the movie business is kind of boring, and at least in the realm of this story, and maybe that's one of the big issues of it. Like, I buy into these dynamics, like these family dynamics, and this relationship from father, son, and best friend. Who's that's more all there is. Son. Is we're looking at a family dynamic story. We're not looking at anything yeah. that's actually. The film had nothing to do with this for me. I could no. care less about what the movie was like, if it was yeah. good or if it was bad. It was about the uh, dynamics between the sad. My original rename of the uh, of the story was Sad Dad. <laughs> <laughs> sad Dad, sad, sad Dad, because it was just he's sad. He's just sad that his fa- his son is uh, not only kind of like doing a sloppy job at something he was really good at, but like giving the credit to somebody people, else to yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Oh. But like I said, like that's kind of like a like a double edged sword because it's like, ha. Huh. If it was really, really amazing and he gave the credit to William, that would be one thing. Yeah. But it was just subpar and he gave the credit to William. So it's like, eh, t- give it to William. Fuck it. Yeah. It's like he did a really good job. Nice. That was yeah, a good one. A new hardcore um, song. Well, let's talk about this beer. Because uh, I keep drinking it and I don't I don't want to be done with it before we get to it. Uh, but as you mentioned, we're drinking a Sweetwater 420 strain. Um, it's the Mango Kush Wheat Ale. 
And yeah, when we opened this beer, all I smelled was weed. And how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel nostalgic? Did it make you feel like you want to smoke some weed? Did it make you feel like you're glad you're drinking and not smoking weed? Those are your only three options. Or you could pick other. Um, it made me feel a little nostalgic. There's nothing like getting a bag of weed and smelling it. I mean, everybody does it. I went out with... I've actually never done it, but... Oh. Well, you haven't ever got a fresh bag of weed then. No, I've never. So, I mean, like, if you get a fresh bag of weed, though, the first thing you do is you smell it. Right. Because you're like, oh, but then you have to seal it up and smell it. Because it's like one of those things, if you keep smelling it, it kind of goes away. You lose that luster for yeah. it. Like, it's, uh, like making, it's like a sandwich made by somebody else. It's like smelling your hat. Better. We've talked about this before. You oh, smell I love your hat, smelling my hat. Smell my hat, but I can only smell it for a second. I put it back on. and then Because yeah. like, if you keep smelling it, you lose it. Yeah. And you're like, ah. And then you're like, I'm weird. Wow, but I, I do so... it in front of people sometimes. I'll just be like sitting. I'll be like. Why do we smell like love the smell of our own hat? I think it's the smell of your own. I think that's what we, as a society, we've we've. They were just talking about on Dax Shepard. He was talking about the smell of shit oh, and yeah. how we're so repugnant. Like, when did we become afraid of the smell of shit? Because you don't really care about the smell of your own shit. In fact, sometimes you'll you'll kind of sit in it. Sometimes, like you'll just you'll Play let it waft, phone. and you're like, yeah. interesting. Okay, not big, but anybody else's shit. You're like, Ugh, and you gag at it, but like. Is it a deterrent? I mean, but like, when, what, is, what is it all about? We love the smell of our own... Is it like dogs where they mark their territories? Who smell dogs like... and stuff. Every other animal eats shit. Like, That's... like talk about elephants. They <clears throat> literally eat each other's shit. Like, you'll That's see awesome. an elephant will shit, and then another elephant will just eat that shit. That's incredible. Or they have that one video where the elephant's no- nose is... Trunk is in another elephant's ass and literally scoops out a bunch of shit. Ew! Yeah, but it's like... But uh, that's gross to I us. wish you had it done we, that. We've... we've <laughs> We've been triggered to that, but I don't know. Maybe the smell of our own, our own sweat, right. our own person—it's yeah. like a small arousal. And that's how I we feel about weed because weed, weed doesn't smell good. We, I, no, like, I think weed has. It smells a, like the earth. Well, you know, when you were a kid and you smelled beer the first time, you're like gross. Yeah. But now it's like, I love the smell of beer. Like even like stank beer, I'm like, it's got this nostalgic smell to it that yeah. I really enjoy. So weed's one of those things. So like, when I'm. At a restaurant, and I smell it. I'm like, somebody must have just got a mango. Do you think this tastes there. like weed? Oh, this one is not as good. I'm gonna go ahead and say that the mango is not my favorite. The G13, the original strain, yeah, is so much better. This, it sits on my tongue like I'm smoking weed. You know, like like if you, especially if you take a big hit and you start to get a little bit of cotton mouth, mm-hmm. and it kind of coats your tongue a little bit. Like that's what this beer does a little bit. It's there. It's got kind of a metal tasting. After finish though, it doesn't really taste that much like mango though. I don't get. The, I don't the, get any sweetness. I think if we had the G13 and this one here to compare them, then we could probably you would be it. able to taste it. It's yeah. definitely there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> um, but the cans are sweet. I took a picture of them. I'll try to throw it up on the Insta. No, yeah, on the Insta. On the Drunk Book Pod Instagram. Yeah. Hashtag, we rule. Yeah, Drunken Book Review Podcast. Um, Drunken Book I don't know, pod. it's fine. I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to buy this beer. The G13 is like one that I bought, and I've had it at the house, and I've always been like, man, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. But um, it's made with hemp, so um, um, it just has <laughs> Captain the Tine, nuts. natural hemp-type flavor. Um, so I don't think that it, you know, obviously it's not going to get you high, cups. but it will get you drunk, which That's is just as debilitating in a uh, 
you know, operating heavy machinery kind of situation. Or trying to talk about a story situation. <laughs> Something, yeah. I don't even know. I, maybe we did a good job. I guess we'll I think we did a great job. I, was, I mean, we analyzed it. Who else is doing this? Yeah, who else is talking about this goddamn, goddamn story? <laughs> we talking about this goddamn story. Like, what do you, I mean, like, we talk about, like, New Yorker. Man, people have the New Yorker to feel good about themselves. Not They don't actually read it. I want to know the actual percentage of readership. Read this. All right, so the Mango Kush Weed Ale. A second sticky hit from 420 strain, an American wheat packed with herbal, juicy mango notes and a distinctive dank nose. <laughs> Strain-specific terpenes and natural hemp-type flavors complement the hop and malt bill to bring a euphoric ale with that fresh olfactory bonus rip. I would love to write the copy for a can like this. I feel like that would be a really good job. I mean, that sounds, I feel like, like, I that sounds like they had just somebody that's like, hey, Mark. You smoke weed? He's like, yeah. Tell us about this mango weed. He's like, he's like dude, I got you. bro. So what do you, all right, so what do you, how many books do you give the beer? I give beer? this a three out of five books. I'm right there with you. Three yeah. out of five books for the beer. It's fine. It's not terrible. Like, I don't think it's gross. Like, the sour I had at Brass Tacks recently, I think, is disgusting. Get rid the of Reef Donkey? No, 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 no. The sour. The brief donkey is just like an up. Is there a sour by the same company? It's maybe BBC or it's Tampa Bay Brewing Company is the maybe. company. It's 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 definitely it's on, on tap. The, yeah, it's on tap. I don't know what that one is yet, but that's Tampa Bay Brewing Company too. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. But I had the reef donkey. I do like the reef donkey. Reef donkey is pretty good. Um, so this though is fine. So three out of five beer or books. I'll give that one. Uh, and then uh, what are we giving this story? Maybe I mean it, I think I'm gonna it, give it the same. Three, three out of five. I was thinking like three point five. I feel like, well, you can say your spiel first. You go. Okay, I give it a three because um, not only um, did it not go anywhere really. Yeah. We had to. I don't know. We have to really dig to get what we want out of something. It loses something. Now the writing is great. No, it's. Great, I think yeah. that Emma Klein is an amazing writer. Um, yeah. I, if I go back, I'm fairly certain I gave her a really great review on The Girls. Girls was a really it's big a good hit book. amongst all of us. Um, yeah. uh, and I love her <laughs> voice. Uh, there was just parts of like listening to her talk where, like I said, I'd fall asleep to that any time. Um, Emma Klein. Come what's, green what's up? Spend a name with Justin. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. You what wanna, the, what those words do? <laughs> you wanna, what are you doing walking on the street? <laughs> hey, girl. What are you um, doing? So uh, that's why I'm giving it a three. So for me, it's a six. A total six, six out of total. I'm giving it a. I'm giving the story a three point five because I feel like for a New Yorker story, it was really really easy to kind of pay attention and follow along. That is nice. With. I will say that's because again, our last New Yorker story, we both <laughs> were kind of like, what what, what? happened? <laughs> what happened to the floating heads? It's we want like, more floating heads. You know who does a good job of kind of confusing us like that, but we always end up coming out with a pretty decent review is T.C. Boyle's New Yorkers. They yeah. always tend to have like a weird But he also like, turn. he hits on a very specific cultural note where you and I talk about things that aren't even actually part of the story. But yeah. like, whereas like the last story, I don't think it really hit on very strong cultural notes for us to branch outside. This one was kind of what it was. And so we didn't branch outside, but it was also easy to digest. So that we didn't branch inside. Cause that's like an insurance claim. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
just really worried about these trees around my house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want your I roof my to cave in. Expensive. A branch just comes through your AC, it's, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No good. Uh, don't branch. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this, it's July 29th, which means we're a week, a uh, one week and two days from, no, two weeks and two days. <laughs> Sorry. Two weeks and two, two days. days for the live podcast. I was thinking of the flash reading we're doing for Bridge, <coughs> which you should still oh, come man, to. Lots of burps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, two weeks, two days from the time that this podcast comes out, we'll be doing a live Drunken Book Review podcast at Chambles Uptown, talking about Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. It should be a lot of fun. I'm we excited. have merch. Got t-shirts. We got t-shirts. Got stickers. Check out the IGTV video. We're going to share it. We'll probably end up posting it permanently on the instagram page too i do we just uh, did it igtv because we thought that would be kind of neat and it's what the i've never done it before doing. i got yeah. my igv card ripped away from yeah me. i'm, I'm uh, we're gonna change the sheets yeah you know thank god <laughs> it's finally happened I'm, I'm, i feel like a man or a woman all right so um i think that's pretty much it um rate next, review next, subscribe follow follow us you know like you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we make doing this podcast, are, it's, it's great, but we need more feedback. We need more followers. We need more subscribers. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm just – I'm jet skiing all the time, and I just <laughs> – I'm not seeing the, the likes and the followings that I want to see. Um, so How are we supposed to repair our livers until you follow us yeah, I got, and we can I gotta pay have for money. the surgery? I got to have money for my, my medical bills. Yeah. So. Um, but meanwhile, go out today – or you know, don't go out if you're you've got the reclusive issue or something. Go to Amazon. Go to your local bookstore. Get Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Read it because we need you to read this by August fourteenth. Yes. Um. So you can be drunk with us and we can all talk about it. Yes. Hopefully, it's going to be a worthy drunken book review book. Uh, I have a feeling it is. It's got a metal uh, little thing on the front of it. National you know? Book Award finalist. So that's pretty sweet. It's they pretty critically It doesn't really say that it won, but it was a finalist. And other like readers and writers that I admire seem to really like it. Okay, and, so. and that's that's good. And then what do we got coming up next week? Next week we'll be talking about um, I Know You Want This by Kristen Rupinian. Okay. We'll also be talking about The Australian coming up uh, by Emily Stevens. Smith Stevens. Smith Stevens. And then Steven Smith. and then we'll be doing and then we'll also be doing the live podcast. Yeah. With so live podcast Station eleven. So those one, three strong women coming up after Emma Emma Klein. So four strong women in a row. I'm proud of We this. even have a woman coming on to the live podcast with us that I am yet to meet. You've never met Jennifer? I've never met Jennifer. Jennifer Bundy. Uh poet, poet extraordinaire. The fun thing, so if you uh, are familiar with Kajibi, it's a literary magazine online, their newest issue has a really, really good poem by Jennifer in it, which is really fun. It also has a story by Corey Johnson, a story that will be in our spring book, I'll Tell You a Love Story. Um, And so it kind of worked out by happenstance that our director and our spring author were published in the same journal. Sweet. So... Go read those. And then, yeah, we'll see you next week. I think that's it. And we love you. I am. I'm Justin Hall. And I exist.